You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 319. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. What is going on out there tonight? Oh, my goodness. It How looks you like doing, there's babe? quite a pe- few people in Mixler there. That's yeah. awesome. They're showing up for Earl the Pearl tonight. That's yeah. great. Our special guest, Earl the Pearls, straight in from Lake City. Nice. And we have uh, Janelle Grimm Gallatin. Uh, from Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I didn't know they had Mixler in Alaska. I know. That's fantastic. Janelle, good to have you. It's good to have everybody. Yeah. It's Welcome, good to have, Angel. Uh, yeah. Good to have the Rogers on with us. Uh-huh. And uh, hopefully some more will be joining us. Uh, I know Earl the Pearl sent out uh, some uh, links earlier. So hopefully we'll have some joining us. Well, we appreciate everybody joining, and we're really excited about Earl's testimony. So We really are. I tell you, I've been looking forward to this brother coming for weeks. He couldn't come attest. last time because he's a, he's a pastor. He's got, he's got duties. Yeah, I can attest to that because <laughs> you duty. were very excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Earl, how are you tonight? Man, if I was any better, I'd have to be somebody else. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Hot diggity. <laughs> I'd have to be a Fritz. Yeah, you, like <laughs> you, know? you put a redneck gospel preacher up in here and you'll get me excited. Well, I'm buddy, telling you what, you, man. you got a redneck, I can assure you that. <laughs> Straight off a of gum swamp. Uh, so you may need an interpreter tonight. To, you know, they may not understand me. <laughs> So, you know, it is English, folks. It is, English. It, it's North Florida English. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I literally live on Gum Swamp Road. And gum I, Swamp gum, Road. Gum Swamp Road. And it, it's a swamp. And I grew up out there. So my accent is not a put on. So you'll know that. This this is it. It don't get no better. Okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Earl. Uh, uh, I had a chance to spend some time with the Mercy Mountain Boys. I went out on a, a few gigs with them, and and they support, you know, their only agenda is to support uh, veterans, and it is a very noble cause, and then they're a great band to boot. So are they still, to, you still together, Earl? No, um, we are planning a concert in the near future to get together, and uh, of course we have lost one member uh, that passed yeah, away, yeah. Uh, Mitch Sands. But uh, we are going to do one in the in the near future. But as a rule, now we're not touring. Uh, uh, the the guys are doing different things, different ministries, and that sort of thing. So sure. And as as I'm pastoring a church, where was the last place I thought I would be? 
But, <laughs> and you've done some really great things at that church, and I, I can't wait to, well, to God's, hear about God's it. God's done a lot. God's of done it. Yeah, well, he's uh, used you. Know, yeah, you've been the right hands. So that's know. how he gets it done. That's the way it works. Amen. Uh, if we're if we're obedient. <laughs> if we're obedient. That's yeah. the key. I like to um there's a saying that everybody uses all the time and actually actually two of them that's that's used all the time. First one is the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I ask people, do you really know what that means? And I, oh well, yeah, I mean, God's ha- you know, he's happy with my boss. No. The joy of the Lord is our obedience. Ooh. That is what makes God happy. So the joy of the Lord, or in other words, your obedience is your strength. The more you're obedient to God, the stronger you become. Amen. So I was teaching Bible class here a while back, and I had my text laid out on Wednesday night. And was I mean, literally, was fi- I, had, I was fixing to read my text, my verse. It's in Isaiah. Where those that wait upon the Lord, I will renew their strength. And God said, well, you're not saying what you think you're going to say. And so here I am fixing it, and I'm thinking in my mind, well, you better tell me something real quick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I don't know where you're going. All right. So he said, what does a waiter do? He waits. He serves. That's true. A waiter yeah. serves. Yeah, he serves. So those that wait upon the Lord, it don't mean find a chair and sit down. Those that serve, Oh, feeling it right oh now. boy. Those that serve the Lord, those that wait upon the Lord, I will renew their strength. You can't wait and sit in a chair. It'd be like if you're on a football team and you're sitting on the bench, you're not doing nothing. Yeah, that's right. If you're off the bench, you're off your behind, you're out there doing something. Come on, Earl. Then you're going to be your strength. You're going to get better and better because of what you're doing. So those that wait, those that serve the Lord, he's going to renew your strength because of what you're doing. And I'll be preached if so better. <laughs> I can feel it coming over you. I see oh, that your son. whole complexion changed over there. You got oh. red in the face. You was ready to unload. That'd be know, all right. I don't know if they're ready for that. There. <laughs> That'd be all right. You just got to do it with faith, you right? got to yes. do it. Yes. Faith works it. without faith is dead, yeah. right? Yep. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Dead is a hammer. That's right. So, Well, well Earl, I, man, we... You, you came an hour early, and we just I just had a good time uh, sipping good some coffee and good fellowship and catching up on stuff and finding out the skinny with you. And there's so many things we could talk about. But I think uh, what I, where I would like to start is just uh, for the folks that don't know you, just um, give a little a bit about yourself and, and uh, how you uh, came to Christ and, and what he's doing now. And then we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the the uh, veterans and in the coffee business. All right, well, I'm I'm up in Lake City, Florida. It's this north part of Florida, almost to Georgia. And I, like I said, you can tell by my accent, we're close to Georgia. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I, I grew up there, and I was raised in a Pentecostal Holiness Church. And my daddy was a pastor as well. Uh, I came to know the Lord. I thought when I was real young, but then. When I was uh, 17 or 16 years old, I had an experience. My my salvation experience I like to share is I, I was at church, and I had on my jeans, my combat boots, and had on a T-shirt with a Levi jacket with the arms cut out with my Gemini astrology sign embroidered on the back. Had about an eight-inch blade in my pocket, and this is, this is the truth. And the invitation was given, and... Uh, I made my way to an altar 
and I found out what real salvation was about and went to playing gospel music for years. And then I kind of got out of that and got on my own path for about six years playing country music and stuff. And, but God brought me back. And so we ministered for years and went into the veterans ministry, helping our veterans. And so now I'm pastoring a church. So in a nutshell, that's pretty much. You know. Wow. You covered that pretty quick, but no, I, I'm going to break it down a little bit. Uh, God, God took me on a lot of different paths. I, I, I tell people all the time, God didn't send me where I went because when I strayed away from him, God didn't send me there. I said, but God allowed me to go because he knew my mindset. And, you know, I, I stood in my front yard and I told God one day, I said, I'd been hurt, church hurt. And I told God, I said, I'm not going to sing gospel music anymore. I'm not going to preach anymore. And I'm not going to church anymore. And uh, it's sort of like when I look back, God was saying, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Whatever you want to do, well, exactly. just go ahead and do it. So for six years, I lived like hell. And uh, I'm a little blunt, excuse me. But I, I lived like hell and did a lot of things I didn't need to do. But God taught me so much during that time. I guess I'm one, I am feel like sometimes maybe I was the only one standing in a, a club playing music. And people would walk in and God would show me things in their life. Oh, wow. And really? I, honest to God. And I would be on the stage in my mind thinking, God, I don't need this. This is not what I want. But the Bible says, and people say, well, if you're out there doing that, God can't do that. But yes, he can. The call of God is without repentance. That call that's on your life does not change. Even though you're not where you need to be, that call does not change. Come on, Earl. So I'm in a bar room in a club seeing hurting people. You know, as they walk, I'll say, I've never been, honest to God, I've never been drunk a day in my life. I'm Native American, and I saw it kill a lot of my kin people, and I've just made up my mind I would never drink. So back then I would have a drink, but I, ne I never let myself get drunk. So I was stone cold sober playing clubs for six years, and it was, it was bad when you're running from God, you know, and you're out there. And God's still allowing things to happen in your life. And I'm going to throw this in because it's going to come in in a little bit. I would pray in the back of a bar room before we played with my country band that God would protect us. Because some of the places we played, you, you needed to bring your own gun or they'd rent you one. Woo. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Chicken wire. Chicken wire. But, you know. I had an atheist guitar player, and he would always say, I don't know why, and this is what I'm praying. I don't know why you're praying. Ain't nobody hearing you. <laughs> oh, wow. So I'll, I'll finish that little story there. After I had got back into church, and we had got together, the band did, just to, to see each other. We'd been apart a couple of years. I pull up to the house that the party was at, or the dinner, it wasn't a party. It was just a, a barbecue. This atheist runs out across the yard and he grabs me. And he had had a liver transplant. This guy would drink a bottle of scotch a night when we were playing. Oh, wow. And his name was Rick Johnson. Could play any kind of music that you could think of. I remember Rick Johnson. And he grabbed me and he hugged me. He said, you know, that old saying, there's no atheist in a foxhole. He said, they ain't none in a hospital when you're laying there getting a new liver either. Mm-hmm. And he said, all those prayers you prayed, 
if you hadn't have prayed him, I wouldn't have made it. And he said, I, I gave my heart to Christ. Oh, gosh, I've got chills. And that proved to me who God really is. Mm -hmm. Amen. Even in, even in the back of a bar room, and I wasn't living like I needed to live, God still had a purpose. So if you think that you're out there and you don't have a purpose for your life, you're badly mistaken. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, what your reputation is. It don't matter to God. God could care less who you are. It's who you're going to be and who you want to be in him. But I, Rick died about 13 years ago, and I remember walking into hospice. I hadn't seen him in a while, but he had, I mean, you could literally, he had the tumors on his head and stuff. I walk in the door, and he's sitting up in bed smiling on his deathbed, and he's in there smiling. Mm -hmm. Wow. And when I walked in the room, he says, I know why you're here. He said, and it's all still good, you know? And he said, we're going to play again, brother. And man, that just, that proved to me who God, the God that we serve, it proved who he was mm -hmm. to me. And because I suffered a lot of guilt, and I'm actually writing a book called The Guilt Factor. When you grow, that's the worst enemy of a Christian is guilt. Mm -hmm. and, and especially, and I can talk about Pentecostals and holiness because that's what I was. We never really understood the concept of grace in its fullness. You know, I just about had to get saved every weekend. You know, and when you were, when you grew up Pentecostal, I mean, if you spit wrong, you you was gonna backslide. You know, but <laughs> but God's wow. mercy and grace extends so much further than we realize how much hey, He really loves us. But God spared me through a lot of things and carried me to the point to where, when I finally got to the group that we had last, which was the Mercy Mountain Boys. Mitch, uh, Mitch Sands that was in that group had five sons and they were all five in the military. Wow. I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah. Three of them, I think three of them was his stepsons, but he raised them and they were his boys. You know, mm -hmm. they were his boys. Mm -hmm. And the last one that was there wrote him a letter on the boy's second tour. He wrote his daddy a letter and we turned that into a song or Mitch did. And, uh, it's called Soldier's Letter. It's on YouTube. You can look up Mercy Mountain Boys Soldier's Letter. And it really ignited and opened up what was happening to veterans. And what capped it off, we were on tour out west, and we were in Texas. And I had an uncle that died out there, my mama's brother, my Uncle Lester. He was a, he, he had Agent Orange real bad, and he died in a halfway house. He, he had been through so much. He had, uh, when he come out of Vietnam, he ended up killing his daughter in a car wreck. She was 14. Oh, no. And Gosh. He, he ran away, and mom, nobody knew where he was for 12 years. But my mama persisted, and she found him mm -hmm. in a halfway house in Dallas. But anyway, he died out there, but he had come to know Christ before he died. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went out there, and I told mom, I said, we're going through Dallas, and I'm going to go put some flowers on his grave because she wasn't able to go when he died. I mean, she was older in years and wasn't able to go and stuff. So I said, I'm going to put flowers on his grave and I'm going to pray over it, you know, for you and take some pictures. And Mitch is actually Mitch's daughter-in-law carried me over there. We get there and we can't find his grave. Oh my goodness. And they had not put his marker on the grave and all, and they buried him outside of the cemetery in a pauper's grave. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. It was caved in and everything else. And I had a hard time with my 
religion at that point. <laughs> I bet. And but it, what it made me realize if they if that's how people are treating our veterans, no regard, no honor, and the, especially the ones that's alive are getting treated like that. You know, here's my uncle; he's dead, and they don't even care about his grave or nothing. There's a good story to that. They shut that cemetery. They took that cemetery from that guy, and he had to fence in where my uncle was and everything. So it was. It ended up being a good story. But the fact being that we we realized what the veterans were going through, and it, it, the Lord laid that in our heart as a ministry. And so we did a thing called Operation Rucksack. We would put the we would raise money, and we would uh, put these rucksacks together, and wherever we went and have them handed out on the streets to the homeless veterans, you know, and it was the essentials is what was in the bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it takes a lot of money to do that. And raising money with a band is not easy because what, what happened, it ended up costing more for us to do it, mm-hmm. you know, traveling. We were full time on the road touring and it just, it wasn't, we didn't feel right about all the money. We couldn't, spend the money that we needed to spend because we had to have money to get where we needed to get to raise money. Mm-hmm. And there's too much of that as it is in the, in quote, nonprofit organizations. So. Yeah, I was just going to say, we often run into the same problem. You know, it costs so much money yeah. to just keep things going, you know, and it's not, you can't quantify verbally all the different expenses that go into right. running a ministry. And so you're all there, all in or you know you have to pull out at some point because it gets overwhelming and in 2018 i was and this is where the coffee part comes in and we still love our veterans but we had to come off the road and you know but 2018 i was 360 pounds and i literally i was dying i would not have made it through 2018 if i hadn't been introduced to this coffee now, the coffee's not a miracle worker, but it is, it's, a, it's a health aid, and it, it helps you get control of yourself. And I had some friends of mine, I went to them one day, and I, I, I was at my wit's end, and I said, I've, I've heard about what you got, and I need to try it. And so I tried it. My first experience, they said, well, don't take it till the next morning. Well, I took it that as soon as I got the sample. I took it. And on the way home, within about 15 minutes, the only way I can explain it was like a veil lifted from in front of my eyes. Everything was just in focus and it was clear and my, my energy and stuff. And I hadn't felt like that in so long. And the other reason that I, I it hit me so hard and I knew I needed to do something. I've got a granddaughter that I adopted. And between that, you know, needing to be here. But all of a sudden, I realized after about a month, the first month, I lost 30 pounds, okay, in four weeks. Because it cut my appetite in half and and that kind of thing. So long, I'm going to cut it a little short there, but I realized, I said, you know what? I can make money doing this, and we ain't got to go. I ain't got to depend on a concert somewhere and spend a pile of money right, to go do it. And so I bought into the the business part of it. And so this is the story gets really good here. The first month I, I made my money back that I put into business. I did a lot of businesses and never made any money. Okay. I spent more money. I tell people most 
businesses I got in, the only money I made was when I filed my losses at the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) That's truth. I think we all can uh, share that. And so, (laughs) yeah. So anyway, the next month it doubled. The next month after that, it tripled. And all I was doing was putting my pictures on Facebook about how I was losing weight. You could see it. I didn't have to sell nothing. I just put my pictures out there. And the Lord started multiplying the money. And I realized here's a way that I can fund the veterans ministry and not have to travel and spend more money than I'm making. Mm-hmm. Truth. And so I bought it. I, I, I just jumped all the way in it. And Health-wise, my wife ended up losing 55 pounds. My daddy, which was 86 at the time, 85 at the time, he lost 50 pounds. Wow. And I'd lost a pile of weight. I ended up, I lost 70 pounds and uh, healthy, it's a lot healthier than I've ever been in you my life. You look amazing, brother. I mean, when you came in that front door, I couldn't tell that you ever had a, an issue <laughs> with uh, jumping up and walking, man. You just well, it's, it's a lot better than it used to be, I can assure you. And I bet. Uh, God's blessed me with it to be able to to fund my ministry. Amen. And being a, something that really helps people, that just makes it even better. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, why would you combine that with what you do? I, well, number one, it's, it supplies the need for me monetarily. Because one of the prayers I always prayed was I wanted to get to the place in my life that if a veteran had a need, I could pull my checkbook out and write a check and not think about Just it. Just take care of it. Just take care of Amen. it. Amen. And that's what God did. He made it to where I could do that. And not only that, I could offer help to people health-wise, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And so I, that's what I'm here tonight about is if we still need money to help our veterans, and this is the way I do it. I, uh, I sell my coffee and that kind of thing, and to be able to do what, I feel God's called me to do, even though I'm pastoring a church and I'm not on the road, the veterans are still my heart. Mm-hmm. We have a big concert every year at the church, I pastor, you know, to celebrate our veterans. And I actually have a major uh, coming to speak s- Sunday morning, an army major. He's a chaplain and uh, he's coming to speak to us and, and tell us about some of the stuff he dealt with with soldiers, you know, during the wars that he was in you know, over there and, uh, the needs. So that's, that's what we're doing now. But testimony wise, God has just blessed me so much. He's touched my life. Uh, and he's helped me get a lot of my health back. Uh, I was, I was wearing like 52 to 54 pants at the time. Wow. I'm in a 42 now, you know, and you can hook, you can look me up on Facebook. It's Earl Green, and uh, it's me playing a white guitar on there. So you can on the little picture. So you can that would be the one, and you can look me up and check out what's going on. Uh, I am a little outspoken, so if you you know I'm I'm, I'm a little bit blunt. I'm, I'm not. That's real. all right, Earl. You've never really had a problem telling people how you feel, but I, I like people like you know. that though. Personally, I like knowing where I stand. Well, I, th- I think there's enough, and I'm just going to be, okay, I'm just going to be a little plain. You know, I I think people's tired of fluff, and they've heard enough crap, okay? And I talk like that when I'm ministering, so don't, you know, it's a, 
my church to tell you they don't know what's coming out of my mouth next. <laughs> and <laughs> they do Fluff say, and crap, that's in it, Ezekiel or something. Like Ecclesiastes that, or something yeah, like that. <laughs> that would be the book if it would be in there. But that or James. Class, yeah, that or the book of James. James is a pistol if, whip, if, man. If, I'm telling you what. Yeah, if you want to get slapped, read James. Read James, you bet. <laughs> so, but it's so awesome, though, that God takes us and molds us into what he wants us to be. And the sometimes the direction, or, or the not the direction, but the vehicle he uses to get us where we're going, he said he'd take the foolish things and confound the wise. Now, yeah. here, I, here we are. Well, well, I fit that bill real good. But who would have thought, I would have never thought a cup of coffee would be the key to, to the ministry he put me in. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You, you probably thought after the the Mercy Mountain Boys had to had to quit, you know, that you, yeah. you were probably wondering, how in the heck am I going to do this? And well, you I, had a heart for it. I was. I mean, because in my own self, I don't have the money, you know. But when I, can, when I have a vehicle now that I can offer people, um, it can't cure you or nothing, but it, the way that I put it is it helps your body get back to the place to where it does what it's supposed to do mm-hmm. is what the coffee does. It's, a, it's an aid to help you get your body to function the way that it's supposed to function. Getting old ain't for sissies. Uh, you got to well, have a little something, something. I actually told somebody the other day that when they talk about the golden years, they was lying. <laughs> <laughs> they were just flat out lying. <laughs> I ain't found nothing golden about it yet. <laughs> With all my gray hair, Earl, I wonder when the wisdom comes, man. I'm ready. I should get a whole truckload of wisdom with my gray hair. Well, what reminds me is I went out to, I took the dog out the other day and, or the other night, and uh, I went to step back up where my walkway is, and I fell flat on my face. Oh, boy. Now, I remember a time when I would have jumped right back up. I didn't jump back up. It was no. make sure everything was working before I jumped up or tried to get up. You know, the dog was barking and everything else. And, oh my gosh! But you know, it's it's a it's a sight to behold when somebody like me falls. But but you know, just like in our spiritual life, God he he'll pick us back up. Amen. I like to use the the thing. Satan will beat you till you go to your knees. Okay. Mm. But here's the way I look at that. He made a mistake when he done that because on my knees is my power position. See, well, Paul talks about that. Yep. You know, yep. we should be we should be thankful in 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 our low, mm-hmm. yeah, our lowly place. So when he knocks me to my knees, that's that's where I need to be, Ooh. and that's where I'm going to get my power to stand back up. Mm. Is on my knees, and I you know tell him to take a hike. That'll preach right there. And I preached Sunday morning about uh, we're we're besieged. I preached about the lepers, you know, that the city, they were sitting between the enemy and the city. And those lepers decided that they were tired of sitting on their behind. They said, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to die if we go to the city. We're going to yep. starve to death. If we go to the enemy, we're gonna, they're going to kill us. But I'm tired of sitting here doing without. We're going we're gonna to do something. We're going we're gonna to get off our seats, our backside. And do something about it, one way or another. And because they made a move and made an effort, they didn't know it. But that enemy, when they went to walk towards the enemy's camp, the enemy thought there was a mighty army coming. God magnified the sound of their footsteps. Sure. And did. when they got there, the enemy was gone. 
Now, I'm from North Florida, like I said, and I told them Sunday morning, I said, man, these guys walk up there and they're still baking in the frying pan. There's grits and biscuits, you know? <laughs> I said, I said these guys is on it. You know, and they sat down and fresh coffee, you know, they, they, they eating up. They having a good time. And I said, they finally stopped and said, well, should we tell the city about this? Should we tell them there's plenty? And they went back and they shared the, the blessings that they got. So the blessings that's in our life, we need, to, we need to get off our behinds and do what God has called us to do and allow them blessings to overflow. Oh, come on, right here. <laughs> See, it's warm in here. When, when God does Ooh. something for us and it begins to overflow out of us, it's going to touch all of those around us. I remember Paul and Silas when they was in jail. Mm. And when they began to worship the Lord, I like, I'm going to give you my version of this. God on, had already bro. made a statement, said, I, I will inhabit the praise of my people. So Paul and Silas, they in a world of hurt. And Paul looks over and he says to Silas, hey, we've been sitting here moaning and groaning. Why don't we just go ahead and sing a few songs? Why don't we just praise a little bit anyhow? So they begin to sing along about the midnight hour. And all of a sudden, God hears this, okay? And I believe God, this is my, this is my version. <laughs> this is the Earl version, ah, come on, not Earl. the King James version. It's the Earl version. <laughs> God said, y'all hold up, choir. I hear something. I, uh-oh, my boys, are, my boys are praising. And I made a promise that I would inhabit that praise. He said, y'all, I'll be back. And I believe God went on down there, and he pulled him up a chair in that old prison. And he sat down and he began to tap his foot. He was liking what he was hearing. I don't know what they were singing. It don't matter what they were singing. They was worshiping God. And God was getting into that. That's what he, that's it. That's what, that's what triggers God is worship. Okay. And he got to tapping his foot and it began to shake the jail. So hmm. the blessings that was coming down on Paul and Silas overflowed in that jail cell. Not only did it loose them, but it loosed every prisoner in the whole jail. All of them shackles fell off. So when we're obedient to God and when we're doing the things that we should be doing, it's going to flow off of us and it's going to free other people. That anointing in that spirit that's on us. It's not us, but it's who we serve and it's who that we're we're depending on. It's it's got God cannot show up and something not happen. If Boy, God shows up, go. if God shows up, something has to happen. Amen to that. You better say something. That's mm -hmm. all I can say. Oh. And people were saved, right? Because that yes. um, the jailkeeper was about to kill himself, right? Because exactly. he was worried that they were all gone. And then they, the Paul and Silas, stopped him and said, "Well, at least I think it was Paul and Silas stopped him and said that um, no, Countess, we're all here, yeah, and accounted for." That's right. Yeah. yeah, and and God, when when you when your obedience to God becomes more important than the your own pleasures because we sin when we're drawn away of our own lust. Mm, come on, Earl. There ain't nothing else that'll make you sin except your own lust for whatever it may be. And it's the same thing that in our everyday life, you know, our spiritual life, it affects us that way. But in your, in your everyday life, when you allow things that it, it, put it this way, and I'll, I'll just use some, Blunt stuff here. Say you have a problem with alcohol, and that alcohol becomes your God. Or it may be pornography. It may be music. It can, it can be anything that you allow to, to get in the way of what you're supposed to do for God, okay? And don't make you a bad person, but it makes you a person 
that is not reaching your potential. Because the more that you give back, the more potential you have. The more your potential rises, the more you sow seed into somebody else other than yourself. And that's what mm. the, that's what this the coffee has allowed me to do. I sow into other people a way for them to to do better with their life. And in turn, it helps me to plant seed in somebody else because of the, the harvest of what I planted. Then I'm able to harvest that and share with somebody else that they can can have a, a time in their life or a better time for their self. And so it, it's about what we put out. It's not what we bring in. It's about what we put out. Amen. You know, so it, the more I have had more pleasure giving than I ever had receiving. I can attest to that. And the first time I ever gave a hundred dollar tip to a waitress. Okay. God spoke to me and said, you need to leave her a hundred dollars. And I'm like, huh? I mean, literally I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, a hundred dollars, Lord. <laughs> and he said, yeah, a hundred dollars. Satan get thee behind me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sitting in your chair in your underwear eating Cheetos. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> there's a joke that was told about that anyway, but I won't get into that. It's a good joke. Ain't a bad joke. I don't do them. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I sowed that seed and I just left and didn't hang around. But that waitress saw me later the next week and she said, that is the exact amount that my husband and I needed. We had had to spend money that we didn't have and that's the exact amount that I needed to get back mm. that you left. And so God and and God has always blessed me. I, you can't outgive God. You can't. I want to do that, Lord. Hear me right now. You know, you, I want to leave a hundred dollar tip for somebody. And I mean, <laughs> I don't do that all the time. But no, I, I understand it, that. It, but when it, God speaks to you, you know, and it don't matter if you've got it or not. God will make it. He'll bring it back to you. Oh, absolutely. And I'll, I'll share this testimony. I, when I became disabled. I was disabled for two years there, had no money coming in. And my wife come to me and told me one day, she says, we're going to lose our house. She had taken all of her, she had already spent all her retirement, you know, and everything. And I was headed down south to preach. And so on the way down, she'd showed me the checkbook. We were broke, broke, broke. And I'm praying and I'm God, I'm expecting something to have great to happen this weekend. You're gonna, you know, I had my faith all built up. Nothing happened that weekend. So that following Tuesday, I wake up about six o'clock. My wife woke me up and she was bawling. She had the phone. So my first thought, something's wrong with daddy or mama. Mm, you, know, sure. you know, something because I sure. mean she could not even talk. Yeah. And she handed me the phone, and I'm expecting the worst. And in my checking account was $19,000. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. And it was back pay for those two years of disability. Okay? Now, well, that you was expecting that. No, because I had not even seen a judge. I did not even have a judge appointed no, to me. You knew nothing about it. This this case That's was just... That's how God rolls. This, this case was just being... So I called my lawyer 
And he said, there's no way. He said, you don't have a judge. We, we ain't nothing. And I said, well, it's in my account. And it says back pay, you know, for your disability. And he checked his account and his money was in there. He said, that don't happen. I said, well, it does happen if you know the right one. Who? Mm. So here's, the, here's how I use that, though. I went and looked. I got curious. That money. See, I didn't. We neither one of us looked at that account again because we were broke until that Tuesday morning from that last Friday. That money was put in Friday night, so all weekend I'm begging God for money. You already had the money. There's nineteen thousand dollars in my bank account, uh, and I, I'm like, you know, God's setting up there. Uh, we're stupid for you, Earl. It's like God saying, "We're stupid. Look at your account." You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, you're begging for money. You got money. You know, so that's how God works. Though. That's how Father rolls. That, that, that's no doubt about it. He, he's a miracle worker, and he he's a need meter. He's there. He's going to supply your need. He didn't say he was going to supply your wants. And see, I have a problem with a lot of these, and I'm not against. I believe you prosper. Don't get me wrong, okay? And I believe God can prosper you. But your blessings is is not based on how much you give. It's True. how you give it. It's how you give it. That's right. It's how you give it. Is what you know. You have your ten percent, your tithes, and I believe in that. Amen. But your, anything you give above that, it, 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 that's not going to buy your blessings. It's our reasonable service to serve God, is what the Bible says. Amen. We owe that to God to to do our best for Him, but He will still, even though that's our reasonable service, will multiply your gifts. And it may not be in a dollar bill. It may be your health. It may be giving you a vehicle like he gave me with the coffee that helped me get, regain my health the way that I needed to. He gave me a vehicle. I, 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 am I going too long? But <laughs> I, Earl, I don't want to stop you, brother. You were just, uh, Spirit got a hold of you a few minutes ago, and I just wanted to turn you loose. I. I had a credit card. I remember one of my first credit cards I got. It was for $2,000. Buddy, I was rich. I had $2,000. I spent the fire out of that thing. I tacked it out. Son, it was full. And I had a, I had an accident and couldn't work for a little bit. And I got behind on it. And I remember praying. And I, I this is the truth. I'm telling you. I said, God, I got to have some help to pay this thing off. And and see, God talks to me like regular. Okay. I'm I'm a redneck, so he has to be real plain with me. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay, Earl, I'm gonna slow down and I'm gonna say it slow. Okay. I didn't spend it. God said, I didn't spend it. You did. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Now, God didn't hand me two thousand dollars. But what he did do is I had enough side work to go do that I could pay my bill. But it cost me. I had to go do extra work to do it. He made yep. a way. He made a way. He made a way. And sometimes that's what we we got to realize in our spiritual walk with Christ is is we got to we got to get out there and work for it. God just ain't gonna put it in your lap. You you got to do something. He done something. He gave his life for you and I. He went to a cross and died to be the ultimate sacrifice. If he hadn't have done that, where would we be? We'd be lost and on our way to a devil's hell. It'd be over. There would be no hope. But when we get the mindset, you know, that I'm going to take the tools that God has given me, 
and I'm going to use it to further the kingdom of God. See, this is all about kingdom. I don't care if you're Pentecostal, Baptist, or whatever. You, if you're a Bible believer and your church is a Bible-believing church, then you're on the right path, okay? If you Amen. believe, I don't, I, I mean, I believe in, in spiritual gifts. I believe in speaking in tongues and all that. Everybody don't, and that's fine. And you may disagree with me. I don't think you got to speak in tongues to go to heaven. That's my, I don't believe that. But you must be born again. Amen. If you're not there born again, only one way. If you're not born again, you're not going. It's that simple. Yep. And then the Bible says, work your own salvation with fear and trembling before God. And that's where you work it out with God to where you belong and where your place in, in the gospel. But it's about building the kingdom. It's not about any church name or anything else. That's our purpose. And he gives us the tools. And that coffee is the tool that he gave me. That's how I raised the money. He, he made a way that I could do my heart's desire. He, he allowed me to have my heart's desire. And Amen. so tonight, that's uh, I'm just going to, you know, if it's all right, I'll give the information or if you can type it up there or whatever. I'll, I'm going to give a website that you can go to if you want to try this coffee. But rest assured, if you if you buy the coffee, it helps minister to the veterans. Okay, that's that's what I that's what I depend on, and so I'd like to put it out there and uh, and give it a shot. At least give it one one round anyway, and see what it does for you. Because it's made a difference in my life, and not only physically, but it's, it helps me to help other people as I do it. So, well, give me the website. I'll I'll type it on there, Earl. Okay. You got to go slow though, fellow okay. redneck. Of course, it's the HTTPS colon. All right. <laughs> uh, two forward slashes. WWW. It's uh, Swamp Jesus. That's capital S. W. Oh, capital S. Yeah. Swamp. It's all one word, Swamp Jesus, but it's a capital J, too. Capital S and capital J. Jeez. Dot. Beneath which is B-E-N-E-V-E dot com. SwampJesusBeneve.com. All right. The link is up there. And so... It, I, I do want to take a second and welcome ahead. everybody that's on Mixler tonight. We got several listeners and a bunch of folks from Lake City, Mitch and Angel Rogers. We've got Mr. Robert Herman on tonight. We got Janelle from Alaska. Welcome, all of you. You dialed into a good one tonight, man. I told you this would be good. Uh, Earl, don't play. <laughs> but uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. So I'm, I'll let Earl wrap up, and um, and then I'll be back. Well, you know, I, I appreciate everybody that's on. And, and listen, I, I'm i a different individual, but I, I assure you, I care about each and every one of you. But the one that does care is Jesus Christ. And if you have Amen. if you have a need in your life, I assure you, He is willing to hear you. And I'm gonna give you a little secret about praying for yourself. When you go to pray for yourself, start it with thanksgiving. Start your prayers with thanksgiving. Go ahead and praise God for what He's done and what He's going to do. Amen. Oh, man. Amen. Woo. You you do that and then go into your prayer, but acknowledge who He is. Amen. And what He's done in your life already. And he he will bring what you need, and you're in our prayers. And like I said, if you can help our veterans in any kind of way, do it. Even if it's not with me, you you some way search out to help our veterans 
because they deserve it. They do. They absolutely do. Well, man, you, babe, you got anything? Uh, you haven't talked much tonight. I know. I've just been enjoying listening and, and I just know, right? absorbing. Earl's yeah. got to come back for part two. Sounds good to we me. We can do that. We can do <laughs> that. We're going to have Earl Green part two. Uh, he's got to come back, man. Earl, thanks. Thanks I'm for coming a, down. Honored. I know that was I'm a honored. couple hour drive, but man, we really, really appreciate it. Yes, we really do. Well, look me up on Facebook. I would love to to meet you no matter what the situation. I'd love to get to know you. And and if you have a prayer request, put it on there and I promise we'll pray about it. We'll, Absolutely. We'll, that is I'll, one we'll thing we uh, don't hesitate to send. We take prayer requests Amen. here. Uh, GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com or Earl at or, no, just send it to my Facebook. To and your Earl Green. It's Earl on Green okay. on Facebook. And there's probably a hundred thousand of us, but I'm playing a white guitar and I got on some dark glasses. So you um <laughs> and green. Can you spell the last name green? It's like the color. Okay. G-R-E. Yeah, I don't have the E on the end of my I can't afford the E. That's, <laughs> that's for the rich, that's for the rich green. And, and so, <laughs> just so you know, that's a guitar. <laughs> it's a guitar. That's a guitar. That's it. <laughs> well guys thanks for hanging out with us uh, check us out uh, www.godstoriesradio.com and uh, if the Lord so uh, moves you there's a little donate button there on the on the front page and um, we've had some people that that have given in the past and you know who you are and we really really appreciate it because um, you know tax time cometh and we have to file like the big boys so uh, we appreciate uh, any change you can throw in the jar. So uh, we appreciate that. So any prayer requests, if you want to be a guest, it's godstoriesradio at gmail.com or godstoriesradiotina at gmail.com, and she can get you scheduled with us, just like we had Earl the Pearl in here tonight. So, uh, well, we appreciate you hanging out with us, each and every one of you. We love you. And we thank you for being here. So that wraps it up for session 319. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless.